0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spires, Stephen Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 154, and today we'll be talking about the zoo. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, uh, here, here we get to the penultimate episode of The Bomb. Things are really heating up. Gareg, breaking hearts as always.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, everyone got completely crushed i mean this guy is just an absolute dream he <laughs> he's able to take an entire civilization down just with his charm it's incredible mm. uh,
0: i think i think part of Gareg is going to miss the zoo though he seemed to like it
1: yeah then not not a lot of anxiety anything to care about uh, no diamonds coming after your planet it's nice
0: definitely not going to need his relaxation music
1: there <laughs> nope,
0: <laughs> or uh, or whatever that heavy metal noise was.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think he could have stayed too long there though, because they didn't even have music.
0: Yeah, I mean, no guitars. What kind of place is that?
1: Right. So, so how did you? Uh, this was our first and only experience with the human zoo. How did you feel? You know, you only get eleven minutes, and you don't. You can't even take the full eleven minutes to to flesh out this idea of what this human captivity place in space would be like. Do, do you think they did enough to give us a sense of, uh, how these humans could have existed for thousands of years? And, uh, you know, they stay, they don't, they don't develop many feelings. They apparently don't even know what the word hurt is. Uh, nothing happens to them. They don't care about it because they have a little voice and they also stay very diverse through thousands of years of, uh, choosing,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't think that the choosening has anything to do with making the children they're they're probably that grown. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, because I mean they have very, very differentiated phenotypes, but the choosing we just happened to see at random had about as different uh skin color selections as you could get. Yeah.
1: There there was some I can't remember if it was a storyboarder on this episode had uh given this note about the episode, but I had I just remember hearing that they were sort of trying to give you a little bit of that tension early on of seeing like this just group of people. And that sort of sets in the sort of unease of the dystopia. Like how are all these people, you know, like, you know, what, what background forces would be keeping them all, you know, like you said, all the different phenotypes, but I feel like Steven universe is already such a diverse show that it just felt like an extension of that. And so I, There wasn't any of that sort of weird dystopia. It just felt like, oh, of course, in Steven Universe, you're going to have this awesome cast of people. Yeah, it
0: really only becomes noticeable on a second viewing.
1: Right. Well, especially, you know, just during the choosing, you're like, yeah, uh, you're like, okay, well, that's not going to work out. But also, surprisingly, we don't really see any kids at all. There's no one Steven's height anyway. Uh, Everyone just seems to be young adult. I don't even know what's the oldest person we see in the crowd. That might also be a little uh, disturbing. Pretty, yeah, pretty young is the uh, oldest they get. Mm, that might be a sort of other you see there's those things that, you, that might be kind of intentional like oh everyone's sort of young. What happens to the maybe like a the giver situation? But mm. um it
0: it is really weird though because Stephen and Greg just happened to be put into the same area. So I doubt that they have several different uh, groups of zoom and I doubt that they have the kids all in their own little area too because I mean Stephen's obviously too young for the choosing, but he's the only one kept outside of the circle there
1: so right.
0: you'd think that they would bring them there once they're old enough to stand in the circle but he's not
1: yeah and there's no one else joining Stephen on the outside of the circle so very strange uh you know it's hard to tell what what's super intentional and what's not i mean you know the people drawing these characters get to decide so i'm sure they had some ideas to why there's no other children but we don't get enough time to think about all that and really that's not the point if if we were focusing on just explaining the zoom in society that would kind of <laughs> take away from the episode obviously so yeah uh, it works it works out for for the best but but it is interesting it brings up so many questions and ideas. And also, this is such a big thing to exist in space. I just wonder if they're ever going to come back to it or, or or deal with it later. I hope so. Yeah.
0: But this episode, uh, watching it again, I was thinking that maybe the existence of the Zoomins is kind of an analog for how your typical gem, you know, subtype exists. You know, Holly said... In the previous episode, that the humans are easy to control uh, once you know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. And then you see in this episode, they're all going through a very, um, I don't want to say strict routine, but it is kind of socially enforced. But there's nobody saying, oh, Steven, you better go along with the routine. It's just like, what if I don't want to smell the flowers? And she's like, well, why wouldn't you want to? And then, come on, aren't, aren't you going to clean off in the pool? It seems like they're applying gem logic to the humans. So it's like, okay, they're humans. They all like to do the same thing. So just gentle prodding. And humans are kind of responsive to that kind of social control. So I guess it worked out.
1: For sure. Yeah. I, I Again, it'd be interesting to see if there's any other sort of alien species that they've subjugated or or dealt with what what that looks like but it seems that humans might be a pretty pretty rare thing form of life you know in the universe for this for this zoo to be formed for instance so
0: yeah well this is this wouldn't be the first or this wouldn't be the only time i should say we've seen the gems relate to humans as though they are simply gems because we'll later see in are you my dad and I am my mom that they're like, Oh yeah, these are all subtypes of humans and each one is the same.
1: Exactly. Like, I found a Connie. Yeah. You'd think for all the time they've been around again, I, it, I wonder how many other forms of life, if there are any out there, I mean, maybe humans and that could become a bigger point in the show too, you, you know, relating this sort of gem, gem culture and, and just gem, I don't know, a uh, species to humans. Like, that might be part of Steven's role in making them realize, like, you know, you're the two intelligent species of the universe, and like there's more there's more connections here than you guys are realizing. But maybe not uh, maybe not the subtype so much. There's not there's not that many my dads around. There's only one, and he's an amazing audio daddy. So.
0: Yes, yes he is. But I I don't know, just the just the line between Steven and Greg that, you know, they don't even It's like, they don't even know they're being kept prisoner. You know, they like it here. You know, how could they like it here? And that's just making me think that's how a lot of people think about the gems. You know, how
1: can the gems stand it? And it's like, well,
0: for one, that's all they know. And then two, it's just what they do.
1: Right. Well, and the society works out for them, really, except for the off colors. Everyone else might be pretty all right off yeah it keeps even if you look at the crystal
0: gem rebels i mean pearl still does servant things and Bismuth still makes things she just doesn't make buildings she makes weapons yeah the gems do pretty well for themselves i think
1: right well you brought up pearl and i did i did forget about them some gems are not on on the best you know at least Bismuths. yeah you know get to build things or whatever and there's a sort and sort of autonomy to that versus pearls that that kind of sucks <laughs> but pearl enjoys
0: the work she just wishes she was treated better if pearls right. were treated better i think every i think they'd be happier i mean yeah and again may, maybe maybe a pearl wants to be a lawyer i mean you get the rare rather than calling her a defective maybe you let her be a lawyer but you know for the most part the mm-hmm. gen manufacturing process seems to be on point but yeah that was the big thing that uh hit me thinking about the humans or the zoom as kind of a metaphor for gem society
1: yeah uh, it'd be interesting to see if they extended any farther
0: but uh, something you mentioned the last episode ends with a very different ending than the way this one begins i i was watching for it this time and i realized why they did it because neither of those lines would fit as the the other like the, mm-hmm. the way this episode starts you couldn't end the other episode like that so i guess they just fudged it
1: yeah, well, and, and the thing is with Steven Universe, and, and it annoys me, but I, I, I'm i not going to complain about it too many times on this podcast just because it doesn't need to be repeated a whole bunch. But it it's still they're still working within the constraints of it being an 11 minute and just uh, sporadically aired cartoon. And so even though for the most part, Cartoon Network puts these episodes together, at least when they were written and produced, they they feel the need to remind the the audience that what happened in the previous episode and sort of make some of that continuity happen although they do it sort of inconsistently like you know sometimes episodes do just bleed directly into each other without the beginning of the next episode explaining what's going on yeah uh, but this one is sort of like it, it what another thing about it is is the characters typically tend to Vocalize exactly what happened at the end of the last one, and so that's sort of sort of what they're doing here with this transition. And it's whatever they'll never do it as bad again as they did in um, Mirror Gem or Ocean Gem. After you know, they just straight up re-explain Lapis, and you're like, I just saw that happen. But maybe if you were watching it back in the day,
0: I don't know. I, th- I think in that episode it made sense. Uh, I think the the way Pearl recapped it made sense. What I what I wish they would stop doing is having garnet explain that she can see the future like okay yes (laughs) yes please i mean again it's just the way i came to the series very very early but still not knowing who any of these characters are it's at at the start of together breakfast when steven is very excited to see garnet who's not emoting at all it's like the Mm -hmm. weirdest thing and they never had anyone stop to explain oh yeah garnet's the stoic it's like you just right. pick that up from watching the episode. It's like if you, if the character makes a reference to having known something would happen and nobody else thinks it's weird, maybe it's a character trait. Who knows? Exactly. And th- then you see future vision. It's like, oh, that's why she knew those things.
1: Yeah. Like every time Steven, you know, floats or something, no one has to say like. You know it's funny if Stevens or Amethyst says, "Oh yeah, he can do that now." Like that's a funny <laughs> reference, but you don't have to explicitly say like it's not like uh, Danny Phantom's got to say "going ghost" every time. It, you know you don't have to announce. Uh, but with future, I'm engineer, going gym right, they, they do do that, so uh, it's 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 whatever. Um, mm, but uh, I like Steven throwing the punch at Greg. Didn't even muss the beard. I I thought that was adorable. <laughs> um, it it's it, it was cute. And then also followed by that completely brutal punch and the way he, that sound of him smacking against the tree. <laughs> I was like, I was totally with there with Greg. If you hit him one more time, there's not going to be much left to say. You know, like, I, like, what do we
0: do now? Whatever she says.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: it was pretty good. I will say this, though. I want an emotional support amethyst
1: hmm yeah they seem very very consoling and very very good at their jobs which is strange i mean when was the last time they had to do this no one knew about getting hurt and yet they came in and were were super nice to each other maybe that's some of the the you know they're always having to back up each other so it's interesting how easily they related to the humans though versus treating them like something foreign which they totally did with steven you know when he first got inducted in the zoo but yeah uh, yeah
0: I mean, I, I guess they they do probably watch the zoom-ins
1: a lot, probably get attached to them. Aw, that's a, that's a nice thought, that they don't have much else to do, and they're just watching them. <laughs> Great, now we need uh, a fan art
0: of uh, Amethyst sitting there watching the zoom-ins, like, as though it's a soap opera, and it's like... I- Basically, they just wanted to be together.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the season and finale of one of the most boring dramas of all time. Wake up, eat the purple fruit this week. And then... Yeah, the
0: amethysts mm. would just be like shippers on deck. You know, <laughs> worst
1: show to ship for. Completely random <laughs> pairings with no <laughs> build up. Yeah,
0: but maybe the amethysts are the ones who de- decide uh, who gets chosen.
1: Oh my goodness! I oh. That the idea of that. Like, if they could ever revisit the zoo, that would be so funny seeing that in the background. Like they're just picking names and they they could make a shipping joke again. I love shipping jokes. So so we have yet another spin
0: off series we need. Just the doing Famithist things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wish uh, you know, the comics if they if they related to more like things in the show versus just these side stories, that would be great, just to make more little comics at least even about the zoo and stuff still happening there with. That'd be a nice four to eight
0: comic miniseries, a four mm-hmm. to eight issue miniseries, that just the mm-hmm. fan of and the shipping the zoom ins from afar.
1: Yeah. that That's the, that's the kind of thing to explore with those. So what did you think about the, the speech that Greg's gives? I, I feel when the choosing happened and then Greg sort of gives his whole thing about how, how love works on earth there, Uh, Steven Universe likes to end with uh, some sort of emotional, you know, arc at the end, some theme to make a character cry or make someone, you know, in this case, many characters get upset. I I feel like, though, that... um, Wailing and rending of garments. Yeah. Like, the thing that bothered me, though, with with Greg's speech is, and, and then Steven backing him up, is the whole episode was not centered around this idea of forced choosing it's an idea that gets introduced you know right right before Greg gives the speech and and to me that makes it not you know Steven Universe has done it right we get these emotional uh speeches delivered by characters but they actually sort of matter like in maximum capacity we see this whole relationship play out between Uh, Amethyst and Greg and then when Steven lashes out of the end in anger like I'm connected with that or at the end of keeping it together, when we get a much softer speech between Stephen and Garnet, like I'm there because the episode was about it, and I got pulled into it, so that at the end it mattered. But here it felt really cheesy when Greg was like, "Oh, on earth, we, you know, choose each other," and Greg's like, or Steven's like, "Yeah, that's how my mom and dad did it," and like, that's fine, but also it's kind of, it's just kind of there at the end, and there's no build up. So when they do it, I feel like. It's more like the classic kids cartoon throwing in a lesson at the end versus, but, but even in those examples, they usually build it up in the episode. And unfortunately there's there's so many ideas to put into this whole civilization existing that by the time this comes around, I don't know. I didn't feel it. That might be really super critical of me, but I'm just throwing that out there. I thought it was fine. I mean, they built up to it for
0: as long as they really could. They they had to kind of set up the utopia before showing the dark uh, Mm -hmm. underside but it it wasn't really the lesson of the episode and in fact Greg could have done a lot more tactful like I choose none of you like he had been waiting (laughs) to drop that on him it's like I have not broken hearts in decades and I'm not passing the opportunity
1: up to break some more (laughs) I, he, he could have, he could have, yeah, he, there was a lot that could have made that situation better, um. I mean, he could have explained that he's
0: still in mourning for his previously chosen person, he
1: could have done all sorts of things, but he's like, ha, nope. (laughs) Right, the classic excuses of, you know, right now is just not a good time, would be, would be a lot better than, I just don't want to be with any of you, (laughs) like, ah, yikes, that hurts. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I mean these 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 humans don't have to put up with rejection. I mean Greg should have let him off easy. Hmm, that's just not the not the type of guy he is. Yeah, he's a. I I don't know. You you'd figure Greg's a poet at heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, that side didn't come out of him as much. You know, he did for his speech about you know his wife, but then uh, the the smoothness did didn't help mm-hmm. him out. Although it did help them escape. I'm wondering if that would have been the plan anyway. I mean Amethyst mm. had already made friends with the other Amethysts, but it's a convenient enough excuse. Yeah, Amethyst probably would have brought him in. Mm-hmm. Definitely dramatic at the end though. You're like, oh, geez, what's gonna happen? But that's immediately diffused in the next episode, which is totally fine with me, because Famethyst Amethyst for life. Oh yeah.
0: And of course I, I cannot get through that scene without doing a go-reck-reck of the jungle.
1: <laughs> when he gets hit into yeah, that, that tree, or he
0: even does the "watch out for that tree" part. Mm-hmm. So they make it so easy for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, Greg. Greg and trees did not have a good relationship in this in this episode. Hopefully, they can make up later. Um, no, I mean, he he tries it. Hmm.
0: Doesn't he get muscled out away from his tree by the kid with the flute?
1: Mm, that's true.
0: So while trying to reconcile with trees, <laughs> that fourth grader's like, "Nope." <sighs>
1: <laughs> life life does not come easy for Greg, you know?
0: Uh, uh, I mean they're hitting him when he's down. Uh but yes, I, I liked this episode and oh uh going going back to my hypothesis that the zoomens are meant to represent, you know, how the how the gems relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh you'll note that there is no interference from anybody when Garreg's like, wait, this isn't how humans do things on Earth. Little voice doesn't try to prod anybody. Uh, no right. amethysts come out to say, no, you're going to choose in each other and here's why. Or, you know, just any reason. It's just like, no, the humans are doing human things. Ooh. He's explaining how humans choose So, Ooh. okay.
1: Ooh, You know, you just made me think that this is a totally... It's almost so obvious, I can't believe I hadn't already thought of it. There is totally a way for them to reintroduce us to the zoo or take us back there. And it's that... Stephen and Greg might have had an influence on them after this whole choosing speech, and I wonder—I wonder if that is something that that they come back to. That you know, hmm. that all of a sudden these humans have gained this sort of new earthly knowledge, and maybe some of that utopia is broken a little bit, or uh, maybe that choosing—maybe they are ignoring the little voice more. That would be—I I don't know how they'd pull that back in, but since it looks like we're going to be in space a lot more, there might be the chance to come back. You know, maybe the humans
0: crack the whip and they're like, no, we don't want your purple fruit. We want blue fruit today and we're going to roll down the hill and then we're going to reach up for the sky. You wanted to do it the other way today, but we're in control here.
1: Yeah, I I could see that.
0: <laughs> hmm. And also marshmallows for everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's this fruit stuff? I mean, give me the good stuff.
0: The bits, the bits.
1: Come on, say it. <laughs> i love the one guy in the audience who just doesn't care at all yeah, it's <laughs> about just like the his. bits uh that there's, was probably my favorite more. line of the episode um besides the whole splash sequence that was probably the other funny funniest moment for me just the absolutely pathetic splashes of j9 and y6 like holy crud i mean i get these humans haven't developed much over time but seriously no one even made an accidental splash once and thought that was
0: cool i mean they're using perfect
1: diving form and then
0: acting like ooh, look my splash is impressive it's like are, are they all excellent divers is nobody here oh, bad at diving
1: you, you know i really hope that secretly uh some of the dissenting humans weren't just taken off of this little paradise over time you know there's a lot of darker explanations that could come into and how this whole thing was preserved and and the humans never really developed over thousands of years but we're probably
0: not going to explore that much (laughs) i don't know maybe the young ones are on earth on olympic dive teams and the older ones go (laughs) back to earth as diving instructors
1: oh my goodness yeah seems seems like the most likely explanation i think yeah (laughs) i mean the
0: gems i mean the the gems covet those gold medals
1: it's the only explanation (laughs) i <laughs> uh, i think so i'm in i'm in complete agreement
0: uh so did you have anything else to anything else to add hmm. oh i i did want to say one thing about when they're pounding on the wall it's like greg and then greg jumps steven ignores and then steven and then steven jumps like he's been surprised it's like what <laughs> did you,
1: did you know i didn't notice that i need to go back and uh watch that again that's actually that's funny i love it when they do draw draw and stuff like that that's cool had to,
0: had to be uh y10 and j6 it couldn't be any other random zoom yeah
1: i i liked all, all the designs overall those two were cool again another compelling reason i'm gonna keep saying it uh, we gotta come back here because it it's just too big of an idea to drop right i mean Steven's got a big heart. He can't leave those humans out there forever. No matter how much it might hurt them to come into the 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 real the real Earth experience. But now
0: Greg's just gonna be like, oh man, breaking hearts felt so good. Steven, we gotta go back.
1: I mean, I'm just seeing an epic sequence, you know. Lars, a ship, some laser beams blasting through the zoo, saving some zoomins. It could happen. <laughs> Think about it.
0: Uh I predict we will launch a daring rescue. <laughs> oh. And then you have somebody like, uh, it would probably be Y6. Ooh, I cannot wait to see the
1: daring rescue. Yeah, and they're talking about it on the ship already saved. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Oh, (laughs) let's not get into bad parasha and my uh, (laughs) feelings on her. But anyway, yep. So the zoo overall, uh, very interesting concept to to exist in Steven Universe. Uh, And uh, interesting second to last episode in this bomb. And man, we are about to head into some uh, the the real, the meatiest episode of them all for this bomb. Oh, yes. The one with the song and dance number. (laughs) Always got to end in a song and dance. Yeah, you know if the episode has a big song in it, it's going to be a big deal. I think at least one person cries too. So yeah, (laughs) it it gets all the. But she's
0: crying while the well, uh, she stop she stops singing to cry, and then the other one is crying while the uh, first one is singing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect alternating combination. Oh
0: so yes i guess uh tune in next week where we will be talking about that will be all until then i'm gc13 and i'm david don't forget to leave us a
1: review on itunes later everyone our opening and closing music is by james roach for more steven universe fan related content please visit lunarseaspire.com thank you for listening